Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to another edition of Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Gorchucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski, and this is my sidekick and husband, Brad Barrowy. I was going to say I'm Indiana Jones, but I'm not going to do that. I'm John Quartucci. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do it. Drew Gould. <laughs> All right, here we are. John Quartrucci says that wrong, but it's John Quartrucci has brought the film to our table today. But, John, you have something else to show us before you uh... – Yeah, I just want to make sure, you know, because our viewership right now through is the going through the roof. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I literally think there was someone who stayed on for just about 11 minutes. Which is big That's for us. That's big. So, huge. Remind you, God. please subscribe. Ring the notification button. We need your help. Spread the word of this great, not only podcast, you but YouTube channel. So please, yeah. we need your help. Your hat's disappearing, but that looks great. I know, because it was green screen. Isn't that cool? Uh, right. So uh, great job. Way to, way to bring the viewership in. I'm sure it'll be huge. Hugging <laughs> works like begging. I'll beg. I don't care. I'll beg. John's friend was the one person who, one of John's friends who watched it said, it's not a podcast, really. It's a reality show, (laughs) which I took as a compliment. It's got it, Drew. I I want to say something. I love it. Drew listened to the podcast. Didn't you, Drew? Yes. Well, he had to before he (laughs) He had to see what he was doing. He no longer listens to it. I didn't know it was on YouTube first. I only listened to a couple of Well, it wasn't originally. Just took too long to prepare. Now it's well, pretty easy. We're veg- we're very visual. We're very right. visual here. So, all right. So, John brought the movie today, and John, tell us the movie you brought to the table. Well, Ralph, I got to tell you, <laughs> I brought what I think <laughs> is now. Drew said this last VHS? week that this UHF. is the greatest. What UHF? The fertility. <laughs> this is. Um, I'm a big movie fan. But this is, for me, this is my favorite movie of all time, this movie. Two in a row. Uh, this was uh, at the height of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's power, uh, Harrison Ford. And I, I don't need to tell you the story. Adventure has a name, and it's Indiana Jones. I may actually have a trailer. No, not a preview, Ralph? No, trailer. Is it a preview? <laughs> no, that joke Ralph? is done. Done. No, uh, before, no. We're gonna write before that I the... show the trailer, John forbid me, forbade me. From watching this in black and white. Because, <laughs> yeah, no. I really no. wanted to watch the black and white Over. version. So right, in honor see. of that, I am going to broadcast in black and white. <laughs> okay? <laughs> because the black and white version of this movie looks fantastic. But before I do that, let's watch the trailer and uh, take a look. Now, it's, you know, it's an older trailer, so it, la- it goes on for a little bit. So just hang in there. You guys. years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark. It is there, Atanis. And it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. 
greatest desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me, and those who are evil. I'll tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Better go. If you still want the ark, it has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. Raiders of the Lost Ark. A film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Okay. Can I say something now, in Ralph's defense? In my defense? He grew up in the 70s before they played the trailers. They would do this thing. And they would say previews oh, yeah. of coming attractions. What's oh, the green screen? The green, does the green we screen say trailer or, or preview? In the 70s, preview. it would be perfect. You're absolutely right. It says preview. <laughs> Continue says preview. to mock him now. But this I just preview is rated blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. So, yes, okay, right. no, no need for defense, but thank audience. you. So, uh, all right, so I'm not going to tell you the story because most people know the story. What's the story, John? But I'll tell you what I love about this movie. When I think of summer blockbusters, this is a movie that I think of. When I went to see it for the first time, I didn't know it was based on the Republic serials from the 40s and the 50s. I didn't really know what it was. Uh, and then when I saw it, I was completely blown away from it because the first 20 minutes were better than most films, entire films. That first 20 minutes was unbelievable, better than most movies. And in this movie had action set pieces throughout the movie. And the characters were all great. They had the strong female lead. They had a great villain, Balak. They had a great sidekick in Sala. But obviously Harrison Ford, who they did not want for this, they wanted Tom Selleck. They, oh, they my thought, God. Yeah. And, I, you know, it would have been different. I, I saw his uh, in the, uh, DVD. They show the, his screen test. It was actually pretty good. It was different, though. He, uh, mm -hmm. Where Harrison Ford, I think, played this not, not like a Superman. Like, he really gets wailed on in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think Tom Selleck would have played it that way. But Harrison Ford was perfect. And the only reason why they ended up going with him, uh, George Lucas didn't want him because he didn't want – to be De Niro and Scorsese, that every movie he does, Harrison Ford's in it. He didn't want that. Mm -hmm. But when Selleck had a bag out because of Magnum P.I., Spielberg's the one who said, look, why don't we just use Harrison Ford? And now you just can't picture anyone else in it. And the other thing about it, Spielberg said this about his movie. There's only a couple of movies that I've done in my life where I watch it and I don't nitpick it of what I could have done better. He says anytime he watches this movie – he watches it as a fan because him and Lucas made it. This is something we want to see. The, 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 uh, how this started was Spielberg wanted to do James, a James Bond movie. That's how it started. And they were in Hawaii right after Star Wars opened because Lucas is never around when his films open. So they were vacationing in Hawaii. And, and Lucas said, well, I've had this idea for a long time. 
uh, the Republic cereals. He actually had it pretty fleshed out, what you see in the movie. The only difference was it was Indiana Smith, not Indiana Jones. Oh <laughs> and Spielberg said, you got to change the name. So they changed it to Indiana Jones. And, and again, Indiana, uh, based on the third movie, was named after George Lucas's dog. So that's where that came from. But this, <laughs> this movie, from the, from the beginning to the end, is a roller coaster ride. You, you love everybody in it. And, and, you know, and I always say this on these, on these things that we do. This is a movie, when it comes on, I will always watch it from whatever point I catch up with it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, this is a movie I could watch over and over and over again. I I just love this movie. Summer popcorn, action adventure. Got a little heart to it. There was a few, you know, there were some mistakes in it, uh, filming mistakes. But it, it, to me, it's a pretty perfect movie. And Harrison Ford did the majority of his stunts, which I which I'm I'm impressed by because some of them were pretty pretty good. Uh, and the stunt work in general was fantastic on this movie. And again, like we say in a lot of these movies. Like like uh, Road Warrior, no CGI, right? So everything's done practical yeah. in camera, which is another reason why I love this movie. So for me, it's whenever I think of this movie, whenever I think of Harrison Ford, it brings a smile to my face. And think of how many characters out there in movies that all you see is their silhouette, and you know exactly mm-hmm. who it is. Like that one shot when he's on the mountain. I thought of that when they when this guy in the background. Mm -hmm. You see that silhouette. You know it's Indian Jones. It's a guy in a fucking that made it cool, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why I just love this movie. I I just it brings a smile to my face, and I tell everyone if you haven't seen this movie, you got to see it. It's that good. So that's how I feel about it. Well, we lost Ralph. Even even people (laughs) in the podcast. So apparently, this black and white really effed up Ralph. Ralph, your house looks great in black and white. Oh, there you are. <laughs> all right, Ralph, that's it. That's all. I mean, I, I can't rave on this anymore. I, like, I, you know, you saw my list of movies. You know the eclectic mix of movies that I love? This is my favorite of all time. This is the one I could watch again and again and again. Did I miss anything negative while I was gone? It was all I don't, positive? There's nothing well, we, were, we were bashing you like crazy. I just want to say one thing. The reason I keep saying Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what it yeah. says now. They that's how they started the selling it. Came out. Okay. Yeah, I was really shocked because I watched it on Netflix, and it's yeah, in so Ray, Jones and, and the I noticed the same thing. thing. I thought that was interesting. They did that yeah. only when the sequel came out, but it was yeah. never Indiana Jones and Raiders of right. the Right. Right. And by the way, it was a huge hit too. Obviously, it was a huge hit. Gigantic. Came out in '81. No, right? really. <laughs> and nominated for an Oscar. So really, we're gonna have nothing negative to say about this movie. This podcast will actually Ooh, fit in our nine minutes. Well, no, I, <laughs> oh, oh, you can't go after. See you all next week. <laughs> we all love it. Bye. It was a well, great it script. It seems kind of slow after Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Everything is slow after that, right? <laughs> That's true. And yeah, I mean, in this movie, you really got to know the characters. You don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what was plot? Spielberg? Spielberg <laughs> did what? No stinking plot. <laughs> Spielberg did Jaws, Close Encounters, 1941. Then this one, right? Yes. Well, okay. from what I understand, this was not a sure thing that they would make this film after 1941 with Spielberg. Yeah. But no, he, no, it wasn't that. He went so over budget. Yeah. That Spielberg was worried that he was going to lose work because because of that. So he brought actually brought this in under budget and shooting. Uh, was a week and a half or two wow. less than they had planned because it was super hot. Yeah, yeah, and the budget wasn't big. It wasn't a big budget. Yeah, no. 
You know, that's one thing I noticed watching it. Well, f- this is something about me, me and Steven Spielberg. Of course, I don't know him, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a film. I don't watch a lot of his films repeatedly. You know, like E.T., I saw it in the theaters. And even then, it was like, this was a magical experience. I don't want to see it again because I don't think I'll like it. Now, Jaws, I can watch endlessly, you know. But um, most of his films, and this is on the Harriet, like um, Close Encounters had this huge sense of awe when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I avoid seeing it because I know I'm never going to experience it that way again. And this was almost like that. And I got to admit, after watching UHF and the boulder following Weird Al and turning out, <laughs> it just, it took the, it took the, um, some of the, um, it took the magic away. <laughs> but, that, uh, that scene was used in so many spots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After it. And, and, and I, you know, First of all, I'm going to say E.T. was my date movie. I brought about four first dates to that movie. Cause it's I was going to say, for that. which wife was that? Wow. <laughs> Long before I started getting married. Ralph, you're so sensitive. Secondly, I felt exactly the same way you just described as I was watching this for this podcast, which was I just don't have that same feeling I had the first time I saw this movie. Because the first time you see this movie, it was a wonder. Harrison Ford mm-hmm. was great. The photography, everything, the music just hits you on such a visceral level that it all worked. I watched it now, and I'm like, eh. Wow. Uh, I remembered every single line. I remembered yeah. every single thing that happens. But I just, I just, like Jaws, like you said, I can watch that over and over and over and get the same feeling I had the first time. Alien, same thing. I had the very visceral experience when I saw Alien the first time, and I get that every time I see that movie. This one, I didn't have the same feeling, and I don't know if that has to do with the sequels that eventually came out or Every just as I get older, this just doesn't have the same impact it had, you know, when I saw it the first time still, it's, you, it's, it's like we talked about Mad Max last week. It's very well made. So you're looking at everything going, wow, how did they do that? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. The scene where he pulls the gun against the swordsman, just some stuff, Karen Allen, everybody's favorite girlfriend after animal house, right? Mm-hmm. Who didn't want to see her. Everybody was in love with her back then. Now I just don't have, it just didn't, punch the same way it did the first time well and i wouldn't repeat this i wouldn't watch this again if it came on cable what struck me about the film is and i still enjoyed it i wa- i watched it with my wife my wife does not like watching films a second time she's like john waters who apparently is the same way the director doesn't like to see a movie twice but she she's readily sat down for this one she saw the scene with the sword and the um, guy shooting him. she thinks that's the best scene in, ever in a movie she would bring that one to our special episode. But um, what I still really enjoyed this movie. But, you know, it's funny you talk about the budget. What really struck me is how threadbare it was. You know, it really, I really just got the sense that they were not spending epic amounts of money on it. But, you know, you brought up the sequels, and they did color me a bit. I did not, I saw the second one, and I, I saw all of them in the theaters. But the second movie, I just did not like at all, and I would never watch it again. Yeah, you know, very dark. It was like very dark. They want this big set piece. Instead of the cars and the horse, they had it in those carts in the mine. And But I really liked the third one with, I think, Sean Connery yeah. compensated. As a father. Yeah, that was great. That was a great relationship. Yeah. But I tell you what, that last one, Crystal Skull. We don't, we don't, anyone who's a fan 
doesn't refer to that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. And they're making another one. They're making a fifth. Yeah. They are. We're sort of like Godfather fans talking about the uh, third one. <laughs> the third one, yeah. They're always pulling me back in. You know, I do like what Artie Lang <laughs> says about the Godfather box set. He goes, it's great. You watch the um, – you watch the first two movies and cut cocaine on the third. On the third. <laughs> yeah, he's doing well, that guy. Yeah. yeah. How about, I feel that way Drew, about the you Indiana guys? Jones one. But, you know, I'm not putting the film down. That's and okay. We can... It's really well written. It is really well written. Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. And I do think, like Ralph, is that one of the reasons it doesn't play as well is because it played so great the first yeah. time I saw right. it. Well, and that's yeah. fair. That's a. I just don't. I mean, I, I don't feel that way when I watch it. I what it does for me, it reminds me that first time I saw it, and mm-hmm. my my visceral reaction to it. Because again, I went in not knowing anything about it, and when I when I when, you know all the action and everything, oh my god, this this thing never stops. There's always yeah. something happening. No, no question, it's a B movie. Yeah. You know. Well, now again, back to what you're talking about the budgets. They originally wanted this to be a B movie. Yeah. They weren't really? looking at it. Yeah. Because their their intent was to recreate the, the serials, the Republic serials, which are on shoestring budgets. So they weren't trying to make a, a big budget blockbuster. Now, it ended up kind of that way. Right. But that was their intent from the beginning. In fact, uh, Kasdan, Lucas, and Spielberg wrote a, a treatment for it in about three days. They locked themselves together in about three days. And Spielberg said they had about 90% of what you saw on screen wow. in, in those three days, which almost I never happens in script. Those. What I was that? They were all taped, and you can actually hear the, the conversations. Oh, oh I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Because yeah. that almost never happened. And with that, John's off the podcast. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> No, wait a minute. No, you guys keep talking. I'll be. I think. I think you can <laughs> I'm going to be listening intently. So please, keep Drew. What, Drew, you were going to jump in a second. Well, what, what I was going to say is, first of all, I um I adore this movie. I grew up on this movie. It's funny what you said about seeing it and not wanting to watch it again or watching it every time it comes on. The first time I saw the movie, I didn't actually see the movie because uh, I was a little kid. I was born in 1976. And my father and my grandfather got in serious trouble because they took my brother, who's two years younger than me. They took both of us to this movie, and I love, love horror movies. I couldn't handle any of that stuff. So when I first saw the movie, I did not see any of the bodies that she screamed her way through out of the well. (laughs) And I didn't see any of that stuff. But more importantly, in the really exciting action scene around the flying wing where Pat Roach plays that giant German yep. who's mm-hmm. beating the crap out of Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones ducks and covers his face and Pat Roach turns around to see the propeller and the film burnt out. waited extra 20 some minutes. I couldn't even, now knowing how that works, I couldn't believe Oh, that's great. 20 minutes. So, yeah, that happened in Forrest Gump. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that takes you. And the propeller was going to kill the guy in Forrest Gump. And, no, actually, it was funny. It's when he was running back and forth across the country and he turns around to the crowd following and he said, I got something I want to say. And the film burned off. <laughs> and then we question. sat there for 20 minutes while they fixed it. And then when it came back on, you didn't know what he away. said. He was walking. <laughs> yeah, I want to just to the guy. I got a quick question before Drew keeps going. Um, Forrest Gump, good movie or bad movie? Go. I good like movie. it. Good movie. Good, good. movie. Okay. Absolutely. Good this movie. One, 
Oh, okay. Okay. You're not going to tell us what you think? I didn't. I liked it when I saw it. I hate it now. But okay. you hate it? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Drew. Sorry. It's Forrest Gump is trash. Um, Thank you. So, <laughs> uh, but did you I like was watching many times, and I have the two. The two things that I really like about this movie as I started watching it again. First of all, you know, movies are basically just a bunch of choices, and this movie makes every decision right. Yeah, it's really it's kind of incredible because uh, you know everything that's in there in the script is there on the screen, and that's that's all right. But you know, like you said, it could have been Tom Selleck. That could have been a really good movie. It's not Harrison Ford. Right. It's not the movie that got made. But also one of the things I really like, John mentioned in the intro, uh, that Indiana Jones gets the crap kicked out of him the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> like that he, I mean, there's definitely stuff that he does that's not human, right. that's superhuman, like getting under the truck and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the fact is he fights these people and he gets exhausted. Right. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Relate, like he, he shoots the guy because he's tired of fighting. And yeah. when, he's, when, when the German, uh, the giant guy that I didn't get to see die with the, air, the airplane the first time, <laughs> when, he, when he steps out and starts like, hey, let's fight, the Indiana Jones' first reaction is, ugh. Yeah. He's oh, like, this. <laughs> you know, and, uh, right. And, and that, that, was so, that was so real. I, re I just remember that I, I love that and I was related to that. And it reminds me, there was um, one of the underrated James Bond movies, it's funny speaking of James Bond, is uh, The Living Daylights, which was Timothy the first Dalton. Dalton one. Yeah, it's actually a really it's a really good movie and it's a good Bond movie. But there's a scene uh, where there's a big fight in the uh, mansion where the villains are trying to extract a guy that they want to kidnap. And these security guys have a fight with one of the villains in this kitchen. And it is the most real fight with all these guys hitting each other with pans. But they also get really exhausted. And I remember even as a kid thinking, oh, that's like Indiana Jones, because it feels more real. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. To have a mm -hmm. fist fight and then have another fist fight and then have another fist fight and, right. oh, and you're second. like, oh, for crap's sake, seriously. <laughs> well, that's that. See what you when does it make Where you does go? It oh, really, the movie Here. makes you go. Yeah, the movie make right, exactly. The movie makes you go. This guy is really he can take it. It's not about not getting hit. It's about getting back up. And it's really mm -hmm. it's it's very satisfying storytelling. It's really fun. But that is it is really cool because I love that he's. He's like a regular guy in that right. he, he he has fears. I don't like He's snakes. He's afraid of snakes. Right. Snakes. <laughs> why is it always got to be snakes? Yeah, why is it got to be snakes? Why is it always got to be snakes, you know? Yeah. Well, Salah said, uh, the, uh, John Rice Davies or whatever his name is, uh, he said he gets to ask to say that line all the time. Asps, very dangerous. You go first. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer Oh, my friends, I'm so pleased you're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is like you're, you're right about one thing. Every choice they made worked. The whole sword gunfight thing was because Harrison Ford was sick right. and just didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, right. really? They made the suggestion. They tried filming a pretty elaborate right. fight. Let me just shoot him. And he was because he was food poisoning. They all had food poisoning. So oh. it, <laughs> it, all, it all worked. Now, Except as I get older, I want to say. SpaghettiOs. The scene that I love, this, the one stupid thing that I just, the only thing I laughed at or kind of chuckled was when the Nazi comes in to uh, torture oh, Mary with the hanger. And he pulls, the great he, pulls he goes, and they're yeah. looking at each other like, what's he going to do us? And he turns into the hanger and he hands oh, it back yeah. to the guy. <laughs> okay. I thought that was funny. That guy gave up acting and became an agent. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. And then that role brought him back to acting again. Oh, wow. And he was, was great. Fantastic. He was he such a great trailer. I'm just thinking, how great could it have been if they got Peter, 1940 Peter Laurie in that role? Well, that's, I think that's why they picked him, right? They said he kind of looked like Peter Laurie. Peter Laurie, yeah. He so. died pretty young, actually. Yeah, he did. You're right. The Nazi, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 
And I'm imagine things. Disney Green Street as um, Belloc, you know. Yeah, this, that would have been a hell of a Belosh, Belosh. Belosh. <laughs> Go ahead, Wall Joe. One of the things that we talked about is just like you said, John, where you see the silhouette and you know who it is. Again, the music in here, the whole oh, yeah, I didn't even mention the music. John awesome Williams. Story. You all you have to hear is da 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 and you know exactly what it is. And it yep. was neat to listen to it this time, you know, because all the other times I've seen the movie, I didn't pay attention like I am, you know, before we do this. And one of the things that um, we, Brad and I were talking about was how all throughout the movie, it's not just always dot, 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 what? We have an update that showed up on, okay, sorry. <laughs> all of a sudden something popped up and said an update. And I was, what? <laughs> um, but he, he mixes that in. Yeah like slower and faster and really softly in the background. And if you pay attention, you're thinking, wow. I mean, it's almost like um, (laughs) subliminal messaging. And here's the song again. And here's part of it again. And it just, you know, and John, I looked up, John Williams is still alive. I mean, he scored over 400 things. It's ridiculous. Well, you know what's amazing about that, Walter? We keep talking about all these movies that he wrote music for, and every time we talk about it, we say the music is iconic. It is. Mm -hmm. He's got how many iconic music does he have? I know. I was Lost in Space theme? Yep. Uh, Jaws. He did uh, Close Encounters. He did E.T. Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. Superman. Superman. I mean that right. music. It's. I mean it's. It's crazy. Yeah, we watched a lot of these recently. Yeah. We, yeah. What's well, amazing Maynard, too is actually watched Jaws over the over the weekend too. How yep. many times uh, that that hero piece uh, is a prelude to him doing something big? Like right before he's going to do something right. that you know he's going to do well, they play that music when he right. drops a statue to get out of the uh, the wall. There, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. always leading up. They always play that music when he's going to do something super heroic. Plus, he's got the mm-hmm. Marion theme in there, the love theme. They, they drop in whenever, you know, well, those that, two are doing their thing. That's what I was going to say is that, you know, a lot of this movie is it's consciously, it's, it comes out in the 80s and it's consciously old-fashioned. Right. Materials. Mm-hmm. To me, like, I didn't grow up on that stuff. I was too young. I wasn't the age of the men who were making the movie. No, I'm not saying that everyone here is very AARP or anything. That's not what I mean. But, but um, it definitely want. sounded like that. I'm, the, um, I'm a, yeah, I'm Gen X. Doesn't get Ralph, so the Michelle now. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> the way I think about this movie, and the music is a big part of it, is that this is, and this is, this is the highest praise. This is good old-fashioned entertainment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The kind of movie that I still love. Like, it doesn't, the movies that get made like this, even the other Indiana Jones movies, they don't always work. But, I mean, I have a real soft spot for stuff like The Rocketeer. Which is oh, exactly I love that the, movie. Exactly the same thing. And and the first Captain America movie by the same director as The Rocketeer was like an old-fashioned war movie with a modern view, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. the like the music itself, I, I mean, I you haven't learned this about me yet, but I am completely out of my mind in love with movie soundtracks. And uh, John Williams' soundtracks are, you know, they're the, the greatest among the most classic, the most amazing. Mm-hmm. But this is the one really more than even Star Wars and some of the other ones, this is the one, the desert chase music and the, uh, the flying wing fight. This is just, it's just epic, incredible music. And the way that he, he writes themes for characters and follows the action in that way is very old fashioned. 
That's not really done uh, very, very often. And so when it's done right, not only do you notice it, you think people end up saying something like, well, that's kind of like how John Williams would write music, mm-hmm. which is really, I mean, the, the guy is a force to be reckoned with. What is he, 90 now? And he's, he just did the Star Wars uh, movie. Terrible movie, mm-hmm. but, you know, great. Yeah, he's stuff. still working. <laughs> yeah. Well, everything they did, including the punches, any punch you hear just yep. came out of, it, you could, it was, it's B-movie, right? It was. Yeah, the gunshots. The gunshots, the punches, the whip. You yeah. guys know Wilhelm him. screams at him because he's throwing Nazis out, you know, yeah. trucks. You know You're hearing Mouse the Wilhelm is. screams. And- what was that, Drew? You guys know what Mickey Mousing is in film music? So it's like yeah. the idea, like the, there's an old clip of Mickey Mouse and he's sort of walking down the road and the music is going along with like, boop, 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 boop. And it's uh-huh. like, <laughs> like we do with the dogs. Yeah. But that's what yeah. he writes with all the, the action and everything, like the big stings of he's getting punched or somebody's falling off a bridge or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that's, again, it's old fashioned and it, it's, it works. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not good because it's old. It's good because it's works and it's old because it's been good for the whole time. And, well, not only and that's, that's a good point. It's old-fashioned, but it's not dated. Right, exactly. Right. Well, exactly. also, in, in, in lesser hands, it wouldn't work. Right, because they right. tried. When that came out, they tried to do it with Tom Selleck, yeah. Richard Chamberlain. They tried to make rip-offs. Right. And they weren't even close. And they had bigger budgets. Romancing the Stone hit it pretty well, but there's yeah, Zemeckis, but right? Different, different. Well, it's still the same idea. This but that was good. No, that was a good movie. That was a great film. Also very well written. But yeah, another, these, yeah, these yeah. these hands were sure hands. Spielberg, yes. Lucas, mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford, Very frankly. Nice. You know, he came up with a lot of that stuff. The, the line about uh, where she they're in the boat and she's healing him up. And he goes, it's not the, it's not the mileage, it's the years it's the or something. It's not the years, it's the mileage. Not the that years, was, it's the mileage. It's not the years. That's Harrison Ford's line. Here's so not had, Here's not all sure, sure-handed people in this one. And yeah, he loves that. And Harrison Ford. One of the best blockbuster writers of his era. I thought he could do no wrong until I saw Dream Dreamcatcher. Oh, know. that's the one of the best bad movies of all time. Though. I love that. <laughs> Is that the four guys in the cabin, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's with the, the alien movie. Yeah. yeah. I actually like that movie. It's the new <laughs> oh, God. Because of course you do. Podcast, Ralph. That will be a good discussion. John, did he direct Silverado? I believe yes. he directed. Yeah, he has he directed directed Silver Because that's a western. I love that movie. It's a great movie, and that's another yeah. movie that's 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 taking everything that this yeah. guy loves about westerns. Yeah, making a big modern. This is what westerns could look like today with a huge cast, and that's such a great movie. Such and great here's movie. something too about Lawrence Kasdan. I mean, it's easy, and I know your wife really hates Crash, and I hate it too. But he did it earlier when it was called Grand Canyon. Yes, and he did a good job with it. And Crash like is so terrible, and Grand Canyon was a yeah. Grand Canyon is a good movie. It's a definitely a better script, absolutely. Yeah, and he did Body Heat, didn't he? Wasn't that his one he of his first it, yeah. directorial? Yeah. Did he direct that? I think he directed it. Yeah, he did direct it. That's an old so podcast, he's, he's by the way. That was Double Indemnity. Is what that was. You can get that right. on our Patreon page. Yeah, but, but Michelle, you're right. It is an old fashioned movie. I like that. Let's all be talking about sex with her. She could didn't want to be trapped in the basement with us on that episode. Who? Body Who heat? Michelle. Yeah. And I think she did say she was not going to be trapped in the basement with us. Yeah, I said I'm not I'm not talking about that with like six guys in Ralph's basement. That is not <laughs> happening. It was bad enough for that other movie that I A counselor. The counselor. Ugh. I no. I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask if LDP saw the counselor. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. And that will be the first and 
and last celebrity guest we ever have. Hey, Drew, one question. Did you see The Counselor? Yes, I told you. It's a terrible movie that I really enjoyed. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> That is not a. That's not a negative review. That's a positive oh, that, review. That really, oh my god! But like Dreamcatcher, so many things are are there with people who are really good, and everything is wrong. Right. Everything is wrong. Like <laughs> in first, a sense, it's the exact first, opposite right, of this movie. Trash, but it's just it's just it's just fun. Did Lawrence Kasdan write Dreamcatcher or direct? Yes, he did. I think I don't know if he directed yeah. it, but he wrote. It wasn't that a Stephen yeah, King? That's a Stephen yeah. King adaptation, yeah. right? Well, you know, Brad, did you see this in the movie theater when it originally came out? Did I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't think I did. Okay. No. But, Drew, you did. Well, I you see a just... lot of movies when I was a kid. Grow- I, did, yeah. I mean, I saw some, but I didn't see a ton. But... Yeah. And we, were, um, we weren't as little, as young as Drew, but we I were. Mean, I was probably 12 or 13, I guess. Yeah. Was, what, 81? That's, I mean, the, 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 that was still when, like, the Grand Theater involved. But I, yeah. but you have one movie to choose from. If you right. didn't go to that movie, I do it. remember when that movie was out, though. It, it, it was in the theaters for close to a year, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was huge. In fact, when, I saw it, of. when I saw it in the movie theater, you know, Ralph, remember Sean and Ralph and I were talking about Superman when he saved the helicopter and the crowd went absolutely nuts in the audience? When I saw this, uh, the scene on the boat where they're looking for him on the boat, yep, yep. and then they go, well, I found him. Where is he? There. <laughs> and he's on the top of the submarine. The audience went crazy. Now, no one sat there and went, well, they're about to dive. <laughs> well, I know. And then the next scene you see, he's off the Is boat. Is he going to hold yeah, on? You can't. You got to suspend They were going all. crazy. And then he's scene. inside. Boom. Yeah. No, how that's how I mean. are we going to make the transition? We're not. Right. Yeah. And, and, and he Silver said that. He goes, you got to suspend your disbelief. And, and no one cared. Yeah. They were all cheering yeah. that Indy was on the, on, on the U-boat. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. And that U-boat was a model from Das Boat. Oh wow! Because they need you know, that. What that reminds me of is that when he gets to the to the secret sub base, that's another one of my favorite little scenes. He beats up a Nazi to steal his uniform, which you see in every movie. I'm going to dress like a star. <laughs> <And he's too laughs> small. Oh yeah! Yes. And he gets into like we we talked about that too. Guys, I mean, come on, this is fun. Now here's another tidbit. If you guys didn't see this, I watched this in the documentary. There's a scene where Bullock. When they're when, at the end, when they're in the desert there, and the fly goes in his mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. The fly didn't go in his mouth. Spielberg cut it so it looked like it went in his mouth. He did that oh. purposely because they interviewed the actor, and the actor said that never happened. It flew away. But when I saw it, it looked like it went in my mouth. So he did that purposely. I thought that was a riot. So, uh, well, Joe, let me ask you this. The, oh, no. the uh, Marion character comes off as a strong woman, right? Yeah. What's your feeling on that? Is she is she is she a strong woman or is she a damsel in distress? Or by the way, those were in her legs; they were hanging down in the pit. That was some stuntman that she was stuntman because she was afraid of the snakes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought she was like a dream. Like a writer would, a, a man would write that as the dream girl. She can drink better than everybody. She's cute. Mm-hmm. She can fight. She's there mm-hmm. by the guy's side. But I'm just wondering: is she does she come off as a damsel or is she a powerful? I, I saw her as a powerful, you know, woman. I, I don't think um, because Indy had to help her at different times. I mean, she also helped him. So I, I saw it more as um, an equal kind of relationship. She gave him as much crap as he gave her. You know, he walks in and she's like, 
where have you been? Do you know what you did to me? Blah, blah, blah. She's not like, oh, 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 I'm so glad you're back. Blah, blah, blah. Except I do have a problem. And, and this is in any movie. Okay. When they have the female characters run in heels. Yeah. How does that work? We, do that. we don't do that. It does not work. They, you know who did that? Um, Jurassic Park, they did that. Dallas Price. Yeah, Dallas Price Howard. In, um, in Jurassic, Lost Jurassic World. World or whatever it was. That yeah. was the one thing I was complaining about the Park, whole yeah. time. I turned to Brad and I said, first of all, she wouldn't be running in those heels. She would have kicked him off. Second of all, if she tried to run in those heels, they would have broken. And that's one of the pro- things where I can't suspend my disbelief. I'm just like, that's such BS. That's, that's, so hanging on in the submarine wasn't the issue. It was the shoes. No, <laughs> it was the shoes. Exactly. Exactly. Because, I think, well, do you think she was a damsel in distress? She whacked a guy with a frying pan. She hit the guy no, on the head. With no, I was balls. just asking. I Listen, as a okay. as a as a – 15-year-old male, I thought she was great. I mean, I was in love with her from Animal House. She was the perfect girl from Animal House, too. Kate Capshaw, in the second one, was a damsel in distress. Oh, yeah. The whole movie. Nothing like Karen Allen. Yeah. Nothing. Well, Mm -hmm. is she she in the fourth one? Who? Karen Karen Allen. Oh, yes. She's either that or Karen Allen's grandmother. Is she, is she, that's not, see, that's mean. Is she Shia LaBeouf's mother? Is she the mother of? Yeah, she's Shia LaBeouf's mother. In, um, so Indy had that's Indy's kid. Boy, they were grooming him to be the next Indiana. Spoiler Do you alert, know alert. he's apologized for being in that movie? He said, "I never should have been in that movie. <laughs> I shouldn't have been." Who Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. yeah. Well, frankly, oh, it was, a, it was a, not his fault. The, the movie was horrible. It was poorly written. They know yeah. it. They, and, the, it was all, where the, and it was so much CGI in it. You know, that's that's what's beautiful. About that's it. again why I think why I love this movie so much. Again, it's like Fury Road. You sit there. I will tell you this. I it's funny because uh, uh, you know uh, that show, the show that does the trailers, but they they do knock, they do funny trailers. What yeah. the, I can't even think of the name. Of it. I'm honest drawing trailers. a blank. What is it? Honest, honest trailers. trailers. Honest trailers. Yeah. They did an honest trailer for this that I just watched, <laughs> and they said uh, Indiana Jones is protecting antiquities, except when he goes when he every antiquity he goes after, he destroys everything around it. <laughs> All the all these old things he completely destroys. I'm going, oh my god, it's so true. The temple at the beginning, when he pulls the thing off, it falls apart. He rides that that jackal right through the wall. So uh-huh. like, yeah, he didn't. Really I was thinking that was out of line. Yeah, he was it's out of line. Wait, this belongs in a museum. Yeah, it's not good archaeology. If you watch these movies like I did, and you said, "Oh, I want to be an archaeologist," when you grow up, you learn pretty quickly that is not archaeology, and it's, no, yeah. it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not archaeology at all. So, but it, I mean, even the lines. Everyone knows the lines. I mean, it's just the music. I mean, the music is so ingrained with the character. When, as soon as you hear that theme, the march, you automatically think of Indiana Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Superman, same thing. It's like it's amazing. John, uh, going back to John Williams, it's like it's incredible how how much success he's had. Well, that's what I mean. I haven't seen. I can't remember the last time I saw this movie before I watched it for this podcast. And I knew every single line before it was even said. So it's in there. There's no question it's in there. Well, it's in so the culture. It's in the culture. Yeah. The, I, yeah. I, the like snakes, why is it got to be snakes? Right. Right. All that stuff is in, the, is, is in there. So I guess, you know, how, what, this came out in 81, right? 81. 81, yeah. So, yeah. And I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in the movie theater. Re- really? Yeah. I don't think wow. so. I don't remember, honestly. 
and maybe leading up to some of the sequels, I might have, I don't know, because I saw the sequels. I really like number three with Sean Connery. I thought yeah, that, that was, was good. Mm-hmm. And they went back to the Nazis. They too. Get, and I think Spielberg yeah. directed. Did Spielberg direct all of them? Yes, he oh, did. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, he's not directing the fifth one. You know, I have to say he's a little hit or miss. Too. Someone was saying. Well, I read an article on IMDb. Who he's said, more hit than miss, Ralph. I know, I know, but um, wait, we I need more. Article, some actor line. was going. Ralph, oh. you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? Let him him speak. Let him speak. Oh, sorry, Sean. For our three viewers, this is the time in the podcast. Klaus Kinski doesn't know what he's talking about. Klaus was was offered the role of Balak, I think. Right. Really? He turned it down because he said Spielberg movies are trite and they don't, you know, they don't mean anything. Who was offered it? Klaus Klaus Kinski. Is that his name? Kinski? Klaus Kinski. Yeah, the guy who was in Werner. Yeah, Warren Werner. Hero Wrath of God. He did some yeah, cheesy yeah, movie uh, instead of this one, though. He ended up doing some. He, did, he does he, a lot of cheesy movies too. I think he ended up doing Fitzcarraldo, which is one of Werner Herzog's greatest movies about a man who had to, who decided to drag a steam push boat the boat over. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And to make really the movie, Werner Herzog actually dragged a steamboat yeah. over a mountain to make the movie. Like that's yeah, he a did it for real. Kind of crazy. Legit. That guy's legit. I think the knock on Spielberg is it's too uh, he, Spielbergian he for for the audience. <laughs> I think that's a knock on him. And I don't think it is a knock because people like to go to Spielberg movies. You know what to expect. Hey, he did Schindler's List. He did his, his uh, you know, art movie, whatever you want to call it. Have you ever seen Duel? Yeah, I love Duel. Yeah, Duel. No, I'm not. The guy's great. I'm not even questioning that. But it is No, I'm not saying you are. But people who knock him because of that, I think it's a mistake. Why, everyone goes to his movies. Look, they try to duplicate it in Super 8, right? That yeah, movie, which Super was, 8, was just a knockoff of Spielberg, and it just wasn't the same. Yeah, and you can see the shots. It wasn't very, it was it's pretty good. Original, yeah. Oh, didn't yeah. he produce that? Yes. Spielberg did produce that. He produced Super 8? I believe so. Interesting. Spielberg is, well, Spielberg's go. been in the J.J. Abrams business for a long time because well, J.J. Abrams has been in the Spielberg inspiration. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. Long, I, think, so. I think J.J. really was, like, after Spielberg, right? He went, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but again, like I said, I haven't seen it for 20 years, and I knew everything that was going to happen. It's because it's, it's, it's in the culture. And you've um, got the hat. I have the hat. It's an official – now you're going to see my actual head. It says Indiana Jones in it. Look at that, huh? Right? Well, you look more like the German. <laughs> After the face melted or before? <laughs> By the way, they are going to have an R rating. You get from your mom like at Christmas one year. You both got <laughs> – Jones hats for everybody. No, his John's wife buys him all this stuff for him. He, my sister, bought me the hat. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought they liked my it wife. Quite a little bit. Bought me the whip, the official jacket <laughs> from Lo- from London. Nice. And Ooh. the official boots, the shoes he wears. What do you wear this stuff around the house? I wear it for Halloween. You know why? Because I'm cool. Well, my son Leo. <laughs> When Leo was eight years old, he dressed up as Indiana Jones for Halloween. Yeah, but he didn't look like me. Was he this tan? He looked pretty good, actually. I'm not going to lie. I'll have to show it. I'll show it on the uh, when I edit this thing. You'll see. You know, one thing about smiling, talking about this movie. This is what I'm talking about. I love it. I'm I'm going with Ralph because it's really kind of shocking to me that, like, that you know, a lot of Spielberg films I don't think get the respect they should now because it used to be when a Spielberg film came out, it was an event. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a true mm-hmm. event, even as misfires. And, you know, I think the turning point was that film about the guy in the mall trapped at oh, the airport. Oh, the yeah, ter- uh, the terminal. Oh, terminal. terminal. With Tom Hanks. Yeah. I think that was the first one where people were like, yeah, Steve. I didn't like that movie. 
But it's like when the BFG came out, you know, I, you know, I'm like, I saw it on like DVD and I'm like, or Blu-ray. And I'm like, how come I didn't know this movie? It's a kid's movie directed, you know, with something like this directed by Spielberg. This should have been a monster, you know, hit or something. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of films like that, that I felt that, um, you know, what was the last Spielberg film? I saw The Spy one. The Bridge Bird. of Spies. That's an excellent movie. Bridge That's an excellent movie, but it's not Wait, a no, he directed uh, Blue, uh, Ready Player One. Wasn't that the last movie? Oh, I did see, I did yeah. see that one, too. But and again, all CGI. All yeah, I CGI. like Ready Player One. It was all right. Well, did, you like, like did you like it? I missed it. Did you like it? I, I, I liked it. Um, my whole thing is I'm so tired. And I guess it, it, it did I fit. I saw it with you, John. Remember? I know you did. You fell asleep. it. You fell asleep. I liked it more than Ralph. Uh, I love the uh, the uh, the overlook scene, the animated shining section. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I liked. In but I'm movie. just I'm frankly I'm tired of CGI. I'm just tired of it. Mm-hmm. And I know in that movie it was really appropriate. I'm just sick of it. I like the practical stuff. I think it's for me it's just better as an audience member. I just like that better. I like hashtag some, get off my lawn. <laughs> well, I, you know what? You're right, but I just think it looks too cartoony. He's doing no, West Side Story right now, right? Yeah, he's doing West Side Story. I can't wait to see that one. Uh, and they're going to film most of it in New York. I think is, he'll do that I one think justice. that'll be exciting. Talk yeah. about a disaster. Apparently, the lead of West Side Story is having some yes. Me Too problems now. He is. Before You're the kidding film. me. Is that all that money That's spent? the kid from uh, Baby Driver, that kid. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well. But he's denying it, of course. That'll. By the uh, way, did you see Kevin Spacey up on the throne there, Sean? No. On the British throne with, what's her name? We just got busted. Epstein's girlfriend there. <laughs> the picture of her and Kevin Spacey on the British throne. I heard she accidentally fell on a knife 27 times in prison. But back to Spielberg for a second. You know, if Spielberg's career ends tomorrow, he's got more great movies. Yeah, I tell you, than, you, I mean, this is not a, you, you, you don't know what I mean? defend Steven Spielberg. Frank Capra, they used to say Capricorn, Capricorn. But people loved his movies. Spielberg, when you look back in his career, I mean, fine, he's got a he's got some flops. But how many of his movies are ingrained in our culture and have been since they came out? I mean, well, how many directors? It's, are- it's it's the same thing with the best actors. You see, they've all had flops. Yeah, you know, yeah. Have it's like Ridley Scott. In. Ridley Scott doing oh my god, the counselor. <laughs> <laughs> he did the counselor. Oh, my God, I like him because he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. Ridley Scott did? Yeah, he was involved in that heavily. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that, really? Yep. He's I love that show. the mind behind it the way he is, the counselor. Everything you love about the counselor is, is Ridley Scott, Michelle. Let's just not talk about that movie ever again. <laughs> oh, there's nothing about the movie that she watched. Every so. time you bring it up, we're going to go... What takes 30 years to get up to the floor <laughs> and two seconds to come down? Larry, this is why you have to subscribe. I mean, this, is <laughs> this is the stuff you'll miss. Because you want to the inside jokes, people. We're about, we're about get them. 35 minutes in. It's when the heat starts happening, about 30 minutes in. <laughs> this is gold, Jerry. It's gold. <laughs> it, it's big. So I guess. You know, um, can I say one thing about podcasts in general? Please do. When I first started listening to them, I hated all the jibber-jabber. I'm like, just get on to what you're supposed to be talking about. And then I didn't realize that as I listened to more and more of them, it's the jibber-jabber between the people you hear every I week. told you, I, I listen to you That's what people want. I listen to those guys up in Canada called <laughs> Junk, I think Junk something. I forget the name. 
They go. They, they, it's they, my favorite podcast. I know what they, they talk about. I can tell you right now. They talk about. It's a classic. Movies for a while, but then the one thing, film junk. It's called film junk. These guys are great. The guy, the one of the guys doing it. Have you seen that series on Shutter about the the um, cursed movies? Cursed movies. No. Cursed films. Oh, um, like Poltergeist. Because- is that a cat or a rabbit? What is that? Oh, it's a dog. <laughs> I couldn't see what's going on. Anyway, my point is, it looked like a seal. These guys will spend (laughs) just the handle. I know it's so weird. And if you're all looking for Drew's face, it's no longer appearing. Oh, there he is. Oh, Oh, there we go. Okay. So back to my favorite podcast that nobody wants to hear about. They'll go. They'll go on for thirty minutes talking about how they alphabetize their DVDs. Whether the spines out, (laughs) do they group them as you know in in uh, you know all the same kind of movies together genres. Or do they do it alphabetically? They go on for 35 minutes, and I just love listening to it. I was going to say, we could do that. Like, no problem. I'm telling you, we all have... I think we should do a podcast on other people's podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I bet a market for a podcast review show. Just Sean was mentioning why, why he likes to, to listen guys? to Let's listen to that one. Now, this is, you know, I, I like this. I mean, what could be more enthralling than the... Laser drop the, the laser disc la- Memorial Day laser disc episode. By the way, that's not even a laser disc. You know what that is? What an album? No, oh, they slide it in that one. Yeah, that's one of those. They are. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those RCA. Yeah. Slide it in uh, CEDs. I think they're. Probably. I have that in laser look disc. That. Look at that! Look at that! All that art. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Looks great in black and white too. And you you haven't seen it since you saw it in the movies. That's great. Why don't you I co- stuff that, Ralph? I, I collect. <laughs> I know. Wait, he said, I haven't seen it since it's been in movies. Yeah, you don't watch it. Oh, my God. I love DVD, this movie. Look at that. Oh, my and God. And I've got this hat. And I've got the album. I, I, all I'm saying is. I got the I'm not. I didn't say I'm not a fan. I just don't watch it. Oh, it's it's John's turn to leave the podcast. Oh, here we go. Oh, there he is. Oh, my God. It's the phone. Funny, it just doesn't look the same. Just fighting off Nazis. It just doesn't look right. I'll say this, Ralph. It might not look right, but I sure look more like him. You look more like Sean Connery. Fine. Oh, that's a terrible thing to say. Oh, I feel so insulted. Take your hat off. (laughs) Take your hat off. There you go. (laughs) See, Sean, there's conflict. I don't know why we're going to do this, but time to rate it. Okay? No, no. Drew was saying something. I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, in light of current events, I, you know, sometimes you watch a movie and then you go back and you're like, is it fair to look at a movie through current eyes the way it was mm-hmm. done? Like, like, like all the native people in the movie in Egypt are basically props, except for yeah. Salah, who's played by a white man. That, that doesn't bother me. It's just interesting to look back and see that. Yeah. Wife, how did that girl write Love You on her eyelids when they probably didn't have eyeliner in 1936? I said, see, mm-hmm. these are the questions I don't think about. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But I have to say, it was really They sad. did have eyeliner, by the way. Yeah. Eyeliner has been around since... Since the Egyptian times. Time. Yeah. Thank so, you. So... <laughs> As the estrogen representative here <laughs> at you. the podcast, I, have a lot I of thought that. I would let you know. <laughs> but I have to say, it was really satisfying watching Nazis get their asses kicked. Yeah. Oh, that's a good film. The villains, the villains in these movies... You know, I mean, I think Steven Spielberg has made these movies with these... You know, they're not inaccurate, but they are cartoonishly evil Nazis. And then he's also made unbelievably realistic movies right. like Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List. And, right. and it's not about Nazis, but my, the most intense Steven Spielberg movie I've ever seen is still War Horse. 
Mm. Uh, oh, War Horse. I don't know if you guys have seen oh, it. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, but it's unbelievable. But it was really, it was just, it was very satisfying. Again, in an old-fashioned way, these mm. are the bad guys. So he's going right. to beat the crap out of them, even if they beat the crap out of him. And at the end, even though I didn't see this the first time, they're going to melt and their heads are going to explode and all that kind of stuff. And it's really satisfying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know who the good guys are. You know who the bad guys are. Right. There's not a right. lot of nuance. Right. 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 <laughs> the Nazis and the French guy. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> no, he was a good bad guy. He wasn't yeah, awesome. He was a, a well-played bad villain. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Karen you know. Allen had good scenes together. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, yeah, and they the main objectified Nazi her a little bit with the dress. Guy we were the... talking about, he was yeah. he always looked sweaty. Yeah. Every scene like he was in, or... he looked oily. Sweaty, he just yeah, it was greasy. oily yeah. and ugh. Yeah. What well, shall we thing, talk about? Now that you brought that up, the scene I did also chuckle is when he starts serving her the drink, yep. and we all think that she's going to out-drink him and knock him out. And then they cut back, and he goes, huh, this is, I grew up on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you realize, oh... Oh yeah, she, she's yeah, she's not going to be. Able and to that was all script. improvised. That wasn't okay. in the script. Really? That's what I mean. Everything they did worked. They wanted to. They they couldn't figure out how to get her in the dress. That when she went in the tomb, she'd be in that dress. So they came up with that. She came up with. Let's go back to the drinking game, and and th- then they came up with uh, covering the knife up yeah. with her clothes. That was her mm-hmm. motivation to put on the dress. So she could do that. So they came up with that. Spielberg told them, figure it out on your own. If you come up with something, we'll use it. And that's what they came up with. Now, it's interesting because in so, most films, they try to figure out how to get the girl out of the dress. Well, good yeah. point, Sean. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. Shut you, up. Just <laughs> shut up. We are not starting this BS again. We always okay. start this BS. That said, um, <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm a delicate little flower. <laughs> So, question, general question about movies, since you brought up an improvised scene. Do you like when movies have, you find out they've stuck to the script? Or do you like when you find out there are certain scenes that were improvised? Depends on the movie. I'll tell you what I like. If it works. I like, I love good improvisation, okay? But I like movies that appear to be completely improvised. And then you find out it's completely that scripted. they stuck right. to the script. That's yeah. what I love. Mm-hmm. That's I, a, great a lot script. of times I can tell when it's improvised. You know. Well, you're a writer, though. Yeah. So you. What you gives it away? What gives it away? Um, you I would have never uh, written that. Tell me in twenty seconds. <laughs> when they do this, Ralph. <laughs> oh. It's usually when people are like suddenly repeating themselves because yeah. that's a yeah, David Mamet movie. Then not to. David <laughs> Mamet scripts in all the repeats that he does yeah. in all his films. You know what? And I will say one thing about David Mamet. I think I said it on our podcast is that everybody talks about a great writer gives each character a different voice. Everyone in a David Mamet film talks That's exactly the same. the same. Like a Woody Allen film. They're yeah, all like, a, uh, who's the guy that, um, uh, West Wing guy? What's his name? Aaron Sorkin. Sharon right. Sorkin. You know Aaron a Sorkin, Sorkin movie when you hear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know a Sorkin movie when you see it because they're always walking somewhere at yeah. some point. They're yeah. walking and talking and walking yeah. and talking. I love Moneyball. Listen, listen Moneyball. I love listening to those. It's Quentin Tarantino. Same thing. I love listening to the dialogue. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. better than that. Um, so, okay. Well, ratings well, time. Well, let's wind this, this up where everyone likes it at the end. <laughs> I think we'll have suspense this time. No spoilers. Okay, Drew, your rating? 
Well, yippee ki It's just okay. a great, fun movie that I grew up on, and it, and it holds up. What else do I want from a movie from there my childhood? Mojo? yippee ki It's a great flick. Yeah. Watch it over again, you know? Yeah. Sean? Well, what about uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Brad? Brad? Sorry. yippee ki Okay. <laughs> I just thought they're together. They're, they always agree. Hey, 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 hey. Always agree. Always agree. agree. We don't always agree. No, we one of never us heard. likes the movie well. Fletch, and the other one has taste. <laughs> oh, I love Fletch. Fletch is awesome. <laughs> the scene is in a long time either. Maybe, maybe that was good I didn't know you guys had a disagreement. This is good to know. Oh, we have disagreements. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Conflict. I, oh, my God. Famous. Conflict. Tell you this, then everyone liked the movie. Who cares? Um, but, um, we went to see, I took Brad when we were dating. We we went to see Howard's End at the Senator. Oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> Another movie you don't have to change. He was time. like, I will never see a costume movie with you again. That was a worst. Uh, let me tell you one story. About Howard's End, I had this thing called the Baltimore Film Club, and we'd get anywhere from <laughs> ten to thirty people show up every other Monday night to watch a movie. So that's as many. Hey, if, can you get all those people to subscribe? <laughs> Most of them are dead, thankfully. No, just kidding. <laughs> but um, we went to see Howard's End, and I did the thumbs up, and everybody went thumbs up except this one guy, Chris Sharf. You may know him, Drew. I sure do, sure. And he said, wait a minute. How many of you really like this film? And how many of you just um, are doing this because you feel you have to say you like it? <laughs> and, and it pretty much went almost all thumbs down. That's, oh, wow. <laughs> Called them out. So um, did you say me, me on this film? I love this film, you know, despite the fact that it really did. It, it, the magic was diminished. But it's still it's still a great film. It's still really well done, well written, well directed, well acted. You know, it's it's. I think Drew said it. They the film is choices, and I think they made the right choice every time on this movie. Uh, John, do I need to even ask? I think you know how we oh. feel about this movie. <laughs> For the people listening, he's hey, holding the idol. I'm holding. The fertility idol from the opening scene. I give it a actual one. By the way, we haven't talked about Alfred Molina's first role in film. I think (laughs) think that's the point where I'm supposed to say what I thought about the movie. But I wanted to stop you because. How about when we get to you? You can talk whatever the hell you want. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. And you're holding (laughs) up John. John, It's Ralph's show. Well, I started, I mean, you. I started Oh, the show. thank you, dear Ralph, for letting us I mean, participate in is, your show. It was my idea. I mean, let's be honest, okay? So, Alfred Molina's <laughs> first scene was the tarantulas on his back. Yeah. Which I thought was a rock. Wow. So, the story is they put the tarantulas on him, and they wouldn't move. <laughs> they weren't moving at all. So, the wrangler, <laughs> the wrangler said, you need a female, and then they'll move. And he said, as soon as they put the female on his back, they went all over him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot even oh, – that scene skews me out. I hate spiders. That's yeah, a that tough one. That's tough Why do you always have to be spiders? I'm sorry, John. Your rating was what? Well, uh, like I told you, this is my favorite movie of all time, so, of course, I give this to Yippie Kai. And if you haven't seen it, please, go out. don't see the black and white version, though. <laughs> now, let me People ask you this. Tasty in black Why? And white. An audience of kids now – I don't hear a lot of – I mean, you think kids now would find this movie – I you know, think if, I they, if, if they sat down and watched it, I, I think they'd probably, like, like uh, was it your niece or your granddaughter, Sean, to watch Superman? 
Yeah. And she loved it, right? Yeah. And how old is she? She was eight. Eight she years old. It. Yeah, it's and getting no special there. effects for the time were great, but looking through the, your eyes today. And frankly, this movie's this movie's quick. Like this it. movie goes. It, it, yeah, I think it so. Goes mm-hmm. a nice I way. will say I've worked with producers at a major television network that have not seen this movie. I believe that. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Wow. Anyway, my rating is Yippie Kaye uh, from unanimous. You know, like I said, the movie experience was phenomenal, obviously, and it stuck with me. I have all the stuff. I don't watch it all the time. No, just look at the jacket. I, I like to collect, I collect movies. Okay, so good choice. Thank good you. Choice. Easy choice. Thank you. Everybody so, loved it. Up next week. Next week, it's my movie, and we're going to do the French Connection with Gene Hackman. The French it's Connection my with Gene Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right now for next week i'm not going to do it in black and white i'm going to do a slightly faded kind of green tone to match the 70s look uh i'm going to do the so, animated gif I, it'll be interesting to see how everybody reacts given what's going on right now in society with the policemen and all that and this kind of what's going on in that movie there's some some pretty tough scenes in there based on some tough guys that were you know in the 70s so it should be an interesting watch i think okay um so that'll be next it's week or next thing. His fourth movie, I believe. He's our patron saint of cinematographers, isn't he? We do Who a is? lot of his. Owen Roisman? I think we've done four of his movies. I think he has. We have. He shot every movie that was shot in New York, I think, for a while there. <laughs> oh, really? That's great. And I think he shot The Exorcist, too, if I'm not mistaken. And everybody's trying – everybody is always trying to duplicate the car chase, and nobody ever comes yeah. up with, you know – they try and they just can't do it. Well, Joe, well, but we'll save that for next week. Although well, the Joe, Mad Max definitely July 22nd did a, eight thousand of them. Want to tease it a little bit? What's that? Yeah, we sure. want to tease July twenty second a little bit. So July twenty second, we're having a special guest on Ralph's podcast. Thank you. <laughs> the actor Lou Diamond Phillips will be joining us, and we will be talking about his movie, The Thirty Three. Excellent. Hey, let me not just this. that one. We might we might be able to ask some questions about some of his. Absolutely. Other- if can you we, have a question, can we call I'm him Lou? Tired of seeing your shirt. Come on, get it together, man. <laughs> can we call him Lou? Would we have to call him Mr. Phillips or LDP? LDH. What we, I think he's good we, with LDH, Ralph. LDH. LDP. LDP. Do you even know the guy? Come on, podcast. You can do whatever you want. I said LDP. I don't know where the LDH came from. Can we call him Lou or Mr. Phillips? I'm sure he'll go (laughs) to Mr. Phillips, and then he'll say, "Please call me Mr. Mr. Labamba." Let's ask him to bring a guitar and play because I'm heard he can. Okay, that's going to be exciting. That'll be a good one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Somebody on my Facebook page uh, proffered a question, so and I've been reading up on the 33, and it seems like it's going to be an interesting movie to watch as well. Yeah, because I've told people that he's going to be on it, and they said, "Well, what movie?" I go, "Well, we're doing the 33, not La Bamba, but I saw the 33. It's a great movie. Everyone has said that. Like about seven people have said that to me. Well, here's the thing." Him talking about La Bamba would be like... Like us talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I was going to say us talking about Jaws, but... <laughs> well, we haven't yet, have we, because of that very reason. Yeah, because, I mean, what it, it just, you know... He's I mean, Die Hard we have to do on our 100th show just because we're named after that. Yes. It, it's just but his most iconic role. I understand that. And I, and it, That's the only it, reason why. But I think the 33 is an interesting one to do with him, so I, I'm looking forward. Young Guns was good, too. I'd like to yeah. talk about that. The Cowboy yeah. Way. He was yeah. good in yeah. the Cowboy Way, too. So. Yeah. Anyway, but that's a good addition. That's exciting. We're excited. Yeah. We're excited. So we got some stuff coming up. Could be big. 
All yeah. right. Like John, your ring light looks fantastic. I yeah. Do Give it up, John. So happy. What great lighting. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Good job, and we'll see you next week. Okay. Everybody stay see safe. Ya. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Done. 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 Done.